question. How was it that you decided that you and Roy Keane, an explosive character, could work together managing Ireland? Well, we'd, were you uh, not scared of him? No, why should I be? You know? Well, he's, he's, he's quite an intimidating man, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is, yeah. That's one side of him. Um, he's uh, got a number of attributes, and he's not always uh, picking a fight for someone, even though you get that impression. <laughs> but, um, and also, I think you would have one look at me and think that um, I'm actually capable of being beaten up, you know, <laughs> because I'm not, the, I'm not the strongest in the world. Was this, this your was best a, night together? This was a great, uh, absolutely, fantastic moment. You know, we had qualified for the, uh, the Euros. We go, to, um, we go to France um, and we have to win this game to get through to the last 16. And it's against Italy. And um, we score with about three or four minutes to go in the match. It's just, it's a phenomenal moment. That was just, uh, yeah, yeah. He's just, there's a lot of love there, isn't there? Well, there was at that time, yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, he's, he's, listen, he's an iconic figure. We're really yeah. uh, one, of the, one of the most influential footballers yes. in, um, in the last 20 years. You'd have to say he's, he's taken Manchester United um, each year. I don't think that they would have won the trophies that they did without him. Agreed. He was a great... Do you? Agreed, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Richard about that often. Fantastic now. leader, you know, driving people on every single year. Great fit with, with himself and, and the manager. Great fit, you know, what he... Um, he would be uh, taking on the instructions onto the field. Everything that the manager would want from a team was epitomised by, by Keane. What you always said, he was... He was Ferguson for yeah. me on the pitch. Yes, for, for, without a doubt, without a doubt. And he could do a little bit of everything, you know. Mm. In my time in the game, one of the, one of the uh, as a player, one of the great midfield players was Brian Robson, mm -hmm. uh, who Robson <laughs> could get up and down, could score your goal, could do bits of everything really, really well, which made him a world-class player. Better than Keane, wasn't he? I, I, I would say I, I would say that for the number of competitions, the number of big trophies that were won by Keane's team, I think you would have had an argument about that. One, I think you, know? you would have had an argument. I think I'm you happy would have to have a I conversation about it. I, I just, I, I think Manchester that, United during the time when when Robbo was at his pump were yeah. unfortunate that a very, very, very good Liverpool team were winning everything. Uh, so I would go back and say, but they didn't win. <laughs> they didn't win. Man United didn't win. Doesn't, I'm sorry, there was, an, uh, there was an obstacle in their way, was there? You know, like a very good Liverpool team. <laughs> Otherwise, they might have won something. I know. I've heard this argument so many times with loads of losers. By the way, there was, you know, a, there was I a, do, honestly, good, there was a pretty good really, Arsenal side up against uh, Roy yeah, Keane. I love this argument. We were actually, funnily enough, at Nottingham Forest, I'd have to say that Liverpool were a phenomenal team. One of the best sides in uh, post-war, and I'm talking about post-second world war, could have, could have lived with any team at all. We happen to beat them just every week. You know, so, <laughs> you know, and, um, and you can argue you know, anything that you want, but Roy Keane's Manchester United side won more than Brian Robson's team. Now, that doesn't necessarily equate with everything that I'm saying afterwards, but uh, I'll tell you what... Um, the two players were fantastic. Yeah. Mm. It's different. I yes. think that's the thing as well. We different. don't really... The attributes of, of, of Robbo mm -hmm. were not like yeah. the attributes of, of Roy. I mean, Roy, I think Roy led the team. Yeah, he was more vocal than, yeah, than, than Brian Robson. Brian was, Robson was Roy in yeah. some ways fortunate that he played in a better team? 
Hey, you, you than, than Brian Robson. I was getting back to the point. Maybe he made those players better. I was just about to say that. Maybe yeah. he made them better. Maybe he you did. think he made Giggs, Beckham, Skulls? You think he made those They're all great players? players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you could have an argument anyway, and I wouldn't disagree. But I think that, that Keane's influence and presence on the pitch in those days drove those players on mm. when they might, for all their great talent, might have just dropped off for a 10 or 15 minute period. Do you know what we were talking about earlier, Martin, as well? I don't mm. know if we were, I can't I, remember if we were on here. I'm talking about players you know, taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. there's, there's what Roy Keane would have done with him. If any of those boys yeah. who were household yeah. names and big stars weren't pulling their weight at Manchester United, do you think Roy Keane would just have stood back and allowed them away with it? How many times did you see him mm. in somebody's face at Manchester United? How many United? times did you see him? Robert Ryan, okay. uh, we, we played Manchester United at, uh, at Filbert Street, Leicester, and, and um, within three minutes of the game starting, he has balled out David, they were down the side of the pitch where, where, um, where the benches were, and uh, within three minutes of the match, he's already balled out David Beckham, and he had balled out um, uh, Gary Neville. I didn't mind him balling out Gary Neville because he probably <laughs> deserved it. But, um, uh, but within three or four minutes of the game, so he's not going to let these players, and, and Beckham, world-class footballer. World -class so what is the key then to... Be careful how I phrase this, because if you're an international footballer, you're a good player. But when you play for a smaller country, mm -hmm. what is the key to getting performance from a, a less talented group against the very best? Well, I, th I th you know what I'm referring own, yeah, to. Absolutely, I, I think that um, um, I think that there's a, there are a number of issues. First of all, you ha you have to you have to you have to get them to believe, even if it's only for 90 minutes that you are capable of, of uh, tackling and beating opposition. We, as the Republic of Ireland manager, I might as well say this, we beat Germany in a game who were the world champions. For, so for 90 minutes, you have to believe that these players who are playing all over Europe in the Bundesliga, you can deal with it. What you about when you be. wore the green jersey of Northern Ireland? I, I, exactly the same. Exactly, absolutely, this is it. That we felt we felt capable. We actually had a very good international manager in Billy Bingham, and um, oh gosh, and some good players by the looks of things. Eh? Uh, do you know what? I I I, I, some, I sometimes would you say this? I just yes, I did that. That was a double somersault with Pike, but I did that there more or less because that was towards the end of the game. And they, the, the, they are looking for a penalty kick again. We're down to 10 men. And, by the way, this is the goal. Billy Hamilton and Arcanada, I think it's dropped it out, and Jerry's just, Jerry Armstrong just smashed it in. It was a great moment. Pepe we did that today, Andy. In and the we have, that night, we have qualified for the quarterfinals. And there's a good-looking man there. Uh, well, there's not, a goalkeeper. He didn't have a bad goalie as well, he did you? He was terrific. <laughs> Absolutely. Not. He was a magnificent goalkeeper. One of the best ever. Not, not only did you do that then at international level, but, and I'm really sorry, I'm sure everywhere you go in the world, people mm. want to talk to you about the enigma, the genius mm. that was yeah. Brian Clough. But you did it at club level as well, didn't you? Nottingham Forest should have been nowhere near the first division title, let alone winning the European Cup twice. How did that happen? Well, uh, you've just mentioned the enigmatic, the mercurial Brian Clough was a, a major part in proceedings. Uh, and... Um, um, we scrambled up uh, into the into what's now the Premier League at um, uh, by finishing third at that time. There was no uh, there were no uh, uh, playoff games as Trevor scoring in the European Cup final. 
we just had a, a fantastic five years. He was at uh, Clough was at his very very best. He was really hungry from his. Uh, Here's your mate, uh, Robo. John, uh, he's just a class player, mm. absolutely class player. But how? how I mean. I know what you're so saying. So many times, Martin, yeah. you, you've asked the question yourself of that great Liverpool side yeah. during that period mm -hmm. of time. What was the secret? And, and no one's actually ever, what, if there was one, no one to this day has, has found out what it was. Well, well, the same question to you with Forrest. Well, they had, they, had, uh, they had a lot of great players, Liverpool for a start. But I think that what we had is that we had underestimated players. Mm -hmm. Would you mm -hmm. think, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Ian Boyer, for instance. John McGovern. John McGo uh, well, I couldn't even say Archie Gemmell was, uh, uh, was underestimated because he was a Scottish international, mm -hmm. a very, very good player. But we had some players uh, that, you, that, that had come very quickly onto the scene and hadn't been... I mean, Viv Anderson was a class player. Yeah, no, Whatever he is. You know, yeah. you keep going back. You know, um, uh, Larry Lloyd. L Larry Lloyd was, for a couple of years, was an outstanding centre-half for us. And we, we picked him up for, what, £60,000 from, mm -hmm. from Coventry. And, um, and where he was having a difficult time. The more surprising one for me was Kenny Burns, who was a bang ordinary centre-back and a very, very less than ordinary centre-forward at Birmingham. No, that, turned into a world... No, world no, 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 Andy he, would know better than me from, that, than from that. his earlier days at, at, at Birmingham City. I disagree with that, because Kenny Burns was a centre-forward at Birmingham City. He would score a number of goals, Trevor, and he would, would score goals. And came to Forest, and they turned him into a centre back immediately. So that's where Peter Taylor and Brian Clough saw him playing for us, and he was exceptional. He ended up winning the uh, the um, the uh, Football Writers mm. Player of the Year, which is a, a fantastic award for him. You know, we've spoken to Trevor. Sorry, Andy. Sorry. We've spoken to Trevor many times about that mm. first final. Yeah. Do you think if you and Archie hadn't been malingering in the two three weeks before the game, you'd have played? <laughs> I, 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 excuse me. <laughs> How can you malinger with it? Just with I, I had a dead leg. And I, I, really, really. But do you remember Dave Watson, the big centre half, yes, played for, do, yeah. for Manchester do, City? Really yeah. good. And so we played three weeks to the night, the night of the European Cup final. We were playing a, a, a league game of no real significance. He he, um, he bashed me in the thigh, and uh, within 20 minutes, the, the, I, I I couldn't walk. Dead leg. It, absolutely, but it was it was bleeding from the inside. Didn't stop for a couple of days or whatever. I, I, medically, I'm exaggerating perhaps, but <laughs> anyway. But Archie Gamble was uh, not fit. It's a very good point because Brian Clough did say in later times. Now Trevor's a top class player, mm. and and you know you want your top class players play. He's your mate. He You'd, played instead of you. He played instead of me. I've never forgiven him. No. And um, so, but I think that Brian Clough did say later on that if the night that we beat Cologne in the semi-final, if the final had been the following morning, regardless of Trevor being fit and and and, and eligible to play. He would have gone with the same that team. Was Trevor's again. first game in Europe, and, it, and he scored the winning yes. goal, of course. But yeah. from your perspective, yeah. take us from through my the perspective. I would have been at the back post, heading that into the net. I'd really oh, scored oh, But take us through the team meeting no. when Cluffy inquired as to your fitness and Archie's prior yeah. to the game. There's been a lot of things said about this, but uh, he, what he did say that I, there were myself, um, Archie Gamel, and Frank Clark, and um, and I think that obviously he wanted Frank at the uh, at the back to play, mm -hmm. and it, it was Frank's last chance. To, to play really in a European Cup because he was 97 at the time, <laughs> and um, so. But he uh, and he just he. My only two. I only trained for two days in that three weeks, and that was the Monday and the Tuesday before. 
That was only two days. So if I look at it now from a managerial viewpoint, I do not want to go into a European Cup final with a number of injuries because, you know, mm. I, 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 can't, I can't afford to do that. Mm. And, and I know that he would have wanted to have played Archie Gamble because he did this, this, this uh, bond, for want of a better word, with him at, at his days at Derby County. And, uh, and Archie wasn't, wasn't fit to play or he thought he was fit. And, and I, we all declared ourselves fit to play. And he said, well, I think, he said, I think all three of you are lying. He said, well, I'll have to go with the, the old man. And he went, with, he went with him. Archie and I didn't play. Archie left the football club. I played the following year. Here's the interesting thing about it, Richard. The following week, I played in an international game again, for Northern Ireland against Denmark and was off at half-time, wasn't fit. So I have to say that that... that so he was right. So, so he was right. right. He was right. Do I think that... I genuinely think uh, after the night, the euphoric night of beating Cologne or beating Cologne in Cologne to be in the final of the European Cup for the first time, if the final had been the following day, regardless of Trevor being eligible to play and Trevor was a top-class player, I think he would have gone. I think his heart would have said... I'll go with that team. Hmm. Can I just one question about uh, your gaffer again? You talk about what made you rich. You're saying what made your team great. What 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 got it? Was there a was there a fear factor around as well? That for, what, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you okay. got you know often people have said Fergie had that fear factor mm-hmm. with a lot of his teams in the early days. Did he have it with you guys? Were you scared of him? Right. Okay. I jo- I jokingly said that um, that uh, he used to scare me to death. And I felt, I always felt as if I was, I was uh, having to prove myself right. all the time. There's no bad thing nope. at the end of the day. Whereas John Robertson had already, he had acquired that through a bit of time. Yeah. But listen, uh, I, let me just go back a second or two. When Brian Clough came to the football club, first of all, John, John was languishing. You know, he was, he was struggling. And if you turned around and said to me that John Robertson, who was a gifted midfield player, would be, would be the scourge of European teams for about two or three years in Europe playing outside left. Well, I think even John would have laughed at that there. But Cloughy turned him into this, this wonderful footballer because obviously he saw something in him and he became a major point. Getting back to your point about being scared, I think that, I think that we all wanted to please him. I think that was the, the first thing. You wanted to please mm-hmm. him because if you were getting, as Richard pointed, mentioned earlier on, that little, that little sign of to say, listen, I approve of you, that was it. You, you were in, really in business. But I think there was definitely a fear factor with him and he wanted that as well too. Mm-hmm. I've heard the Derby County players saying that, no, they didn't. They, they, they weren't scared of him. I'm not so sure that that's, that's do you, true. Do you think, Martin, that you obviously had a... Any of you that's played, you have a, a belief in your own ability. As mm-hmm. you said earlier, you and Brian tended to have a disagreement over the fact that you thought you were a good player and he didn't. But I listen, I, and I, I know I, you I, say I, that tongue in cheek. Yeah, you I wouldn't have, have played for him yeah. if you weren't a good player. Yeah. But going through what you did at the time, yeah. you look around your colleagues and, and you must have thought to yourself, "Well, I'm a better player than John McGovern. I'm a better player than than Ian Bowie. I, I, I'm better players than these." Mm. When he's constantly praising elsewhere mm. did that inspire or irritate you well uh, i have to say that it have to you would for me it had to i don't think he knew this at the time and i don't that uh, you know i think that i would have reacted better to you know a bit more praise however i 
there was it was inspirational for me because I felt as if this is it. I have to do I have to do this uh, uh, on a weekly basis. We played 42 games that yeah. that yeah. that year in the league, and we won the league. And I played in 38 of them, 38 matches. Well, wow. We went in a 42 match run before before Arsenal broke our record. We went 42 games, halfway through one season to another season unbeaten. I also played in 38 of those games as well too. So, so you I did, know you were a good So yeah. I did yeah. play the matches, but that's not the point. I, I obviously had a different relationship um, with Brian Clough than, let's say, John McGovern had with him, or, or John Robertson, or, or Kenny Burns. But it didn't matter to me, you know. I'm, I'm playing, I'm living the dream. Mm. I'm living the dream. I'm playing, mm. I'm playing in the, in the big league, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm heading off to play in European matches. This is it. And I'm involved in European Cup finals that were, for me growing up, belonged to Puskas and De Stefano and people like this. And George Bass winning in 68. This is extraordinary. When does that exhaust you? In, in what sense? In the sense that you feel year after year you're continually, as you say, trying to prove yourself to them when others... I'm not. I, you know what? I actually think I think that I think you're constantly doing that. Mm. I really think you're constantly doing that. And the game, the game is it's too short. We had a period of time, yeah. and then and it and it left. You know, we got beaten yeah. in the in the first round of the third time of the by a Bulgarian side that we should have beaten out of sight, and we lost. And I think Clough and Taylor decided to break the team up. Right. We all agree, and I we. We, as the old, the old team, mm -hmm. agree that he thought he did that a wee bit too, too early. early. That's always the nature of things, but that's the manager's prerogative at the end of it all. <laughs> but if you're saying, if you're sitting there and you are, you are with a couple of games to go in the year that we got promotion and we draw against Bristol Rovers and we have to go down on the Monday night to beat Plymouth and win your last game and try and, and scramble up and Wolves beating yeah. Bolton Wanderers for us to go up, if you to turn around and say the next three years you're going to win a league in two European Cups, I think you'd be reasonably happy with yeah. that, you know? <laughs> so it doesn't, it doesn't exhaust you. I'm sure at some stage or mm. another, if it's a continuation of that, there probably would. But it was, it was a short yeah. but phenomenal time. I knew today was going to be a good day. I, I wish we could sit here th through the next hour and, and the, probably the rest of the night. Um, there's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> Martin, oh, thank, thank you, you very much. So, so far, thank you so much. It's been absolutely brilliant.